Welcome to the Message Podcast from Church of the Nazarene. We invite you to subscribe for updates and new episodes. You can find us on most major podcast outlets. Visit cotnaz.org for more info. Our worship services stream weekly on Sundays at 9 a.m. on YouTube and Facebook Live. You can also find our live stream at cotnaz.org. Our in-person service times are 9 and 10.30 a.m. We have a campus near Harrisonburg at 1871 Boyers Road. We also have a campus in East Rockingham at 414 South East Side Highway in Elkton. In addition, our Spanish-speaking campus meets on Sundays at 11.45 a.m. at that same 1871 Boyers Road location. Check out our website, cotnas.org, for more info. Um, As we begin uh, our teaching portion today, um, I I want to play you a song on the keyboard. Now, I know what you're thinking, and it's probably not what you're thinking, but I want to demonstrate here um, just a a simple piano scale, not elaborate, but a simple piano scale contains the news, contains amazing news of a Christmas gift today that is available to all of us. Now, I've been practicing a lot leading up to today, but I still don't feel quite ready to play the real thing, so I I brought my own keyboard today. Uh, Eliza, let me borrow this. I practice on this, and so if you'll allow me today, I, I would like to share some good news through a keyboard. Now, you've got the Disney characters, and it's, it's in tune of a trumpet or a keyboard or a guitar. Um, and I know what you're thinking. Like, what can you play from that that is good news? And it's a reasonable question because as you begin to hear it, uh, it comes in tune. So you've got eight notes. That's good news. You don't look convinced. Let me try again. Ah, there it is. Joy to the world. (laughs) You're so kind. (laughs) Joy to the world. The Lord has come from a Disney toy piano. Good news. That can change your life. From something as simple as eight notes played in descending order with random pauses. Good news. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. The version we sang earlier is obviously much better. (laughs) You had a much better keyboard player. But you see that that's good news. And it's the good news revealed in the story in the Gospels. You remember what the shepherds were told by the angelic messengers that night in the fields in Luke 2.10. The angels said to them, It says, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy. Great joy for all people. And and every year in our Advent set, we light the third candle. The pink candle is the candle of joy where we, we remember this good news of great joy that the shepherds heard that night. We remember joy. You know, Christmas joy is the one gift that Even the Grinch couldn't steal in his attempt to steal Christmas, right? You remember that story? When I brought this home, my not very funny wife said, Oh, somebody get you that for Christmas? (laughs) How the Grinch stole Christmas. You see, he, he was out on a mission to steal Christmas, right? He stole all the gifts and all the food and went out of Whoville. And when he got back up to the top, he says, That's a noise. 
That's a noise, grinned the Grinch, that I simply must hear. You see, he was thinking that he had stole Christmas. So he paused, and the Grinch put his hand to his ear, and he did hear a sound rising over the snow. It started in low, and then it started to grow. But the sound wasn't sad. Why, this sound sounded merry. It couldn't be so. But it was merry, very. He stared down at Whoville. The Grinch popped his eyes, and then he shook, and what he saw was a shocking surprise. Every who down in Whoville, the tall and the small, was singing without any presence at all. He hadn't stopped Christmas from coming. It came. Somehow or another, it came just the same. And the Grinch, with his Grinch feet ice cold in the snow, stood puzzling and puzzling. How could it be so? It came without ribbons. It came without tags. It came without packages, boxes, or bags. And he puzzled three hours till his puzzler was sore. Then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. Maybe Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas perhaps means a little bit more. Did you ever think that Dr. Seuss would be biblical? <laughs> but you see, the Grinch couldn't steal Christmas joy. So what we see in the song and the good news that we declare is that joy to the world isn't just about Christmas presents. It's not just a nice song. It's something more. You see, it's really a statement of fact for those who receive the gift of Christ Jesus at Christmas and beyond. So, so how about you this morning? Are, are you experiencing the Christmas gift of joy now, not just happiness, not just happiness, you know, that comes from wrapped presents and Christmas trees and, yes, fried oysters. Can I get an amen? There's some happiness wrapped up in a fried oyster. You see, all those things are good, and, and we celebrate them too. But you see, the joy, the joy that is within the announcement of Christmas, within that story that is contained within the Gospels, it, it was before Santa Claus, it was before trees and lights and, and all those things, and even before every who down in Whoville. You see, the joy announced in Scripture is centered and sourced in the coming of Christ. The coming of Christ in the presence of God among his people to save them, to restore them to relationship with himself. Friends, that's joy. It's him. It's him. Friends, joy is that deep sense of well-being and contentment, knowing that through Christ we're living in right relationship with God. That's joy. And it's a gift of the Spirit. And friends, joy will stand the test of time. It will withstand anything your life can throw at it. You see, the Christmas gift of joy today has your name on it. It's for you. Will you receive it? Will you receive it? Let's pray together. Lord, um, we thank you that you have made good news so accessible that a child's piano can declare it. So God, help us to receive it. Help us to receive you today. Lord Jesus, in your name, amen. I want to welcome you back to our Advent teaching series, uh, The Christmas Gifts. 
Now, throughout this Advent season, we've been unwrapping some of the many gifts uh, that we receive through Christ and his coming at Christmas. We're seeking to gain a deeper understanding uh, of the beauty and, yes, the magnitude of Christmas, of Christ and his coming. And we began our series looking at the gift of presence. Now, not new socks or video games or toy dolls, but the gift of Emmanuel, the gift of God with us, presence. The Christmas season is a celebration of of God himself moving into the neighborhood of a lost and broken world to heal and restore people to himself, the gift of presence. Just last week, Pastor Billy came down from our Harrisonburg campus and helped us unwrap the gift of mercy. I know mercy is probably not always the first thing we think about in the Christmas season, but be assured as we see the story throughout the Gospels that God was moving mercifully was exactly what Mary and Zechariah understood in the messages that they received. You see, at Christmas, God didn't give us what we deserved. He didn't even give us what we had earned. He gave us mercy. Mercy. God's mercy came in a manger for all those who would believe on him and be saved. The Christmas gift of mercy. And today, we're going to look at the Christmas gift of joy. Joy, not because everything in our world is just right. Not even because of that extra helping of oysters this season. You see, true joy is deep-seated peace and reality. A gladness given to us by the Holy Spirit when we receive Christ as our Lord and Savior. The news of a Savior was the reason the shepherds rejoiced. It's the reason that we too can rejoice today. If you have your copy of scripture, I invite you to turn to Luke chapter 2. We're going to begin there in verse 1. Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 1, it says, In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. So verse 3 says, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him as expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. As we begin the story here in Luke chapter 2, we're picking up kind of a few months into the story of the coming of Jesus to the Christmas story. So Zechariah and Elizabeth, they have celebrated and welcomed John the Baptist into their lives and into the world. And, And Mary, of course, by now has heard the heavenly messenger that she would conceive and bear a son. By the Holy Spirit. And as we enter Luke chapter 2, Luke's giving us the details, as few as there are, of Christ's actual birth, of his coming. It says there that, that Caesar Augustus, leader of the Roman government, has issued a ruling that everyone must go back to their hometown to register. Now keep in mind, there's no plane, no train, there's really no other way to go but to walk. And so um, imagine, if you will, uh, that the governor calls up and says, hey, I, I need you to walk back to your hometown And oh, by the way, we need you to register there so that you can pay your taxes. Now, I don't know about you, but the thought of a tax audit at the end of a long walk is not joy to the world to me. 
right? And, and that's what scholars believe is that this census was called so that they could register to pay their taxes. But so that, that's the scene, that's the world at which uh, Jesus steps into. And it says there that Mary and Joseph are, are pledged to be married. Now, this arrangement goes a little bit beyond our concept of engagement today. Legally, uh, it was though as they were married, but yet they had not come fully together as husband and wife. And it's within that time that Mary is found to be pregnant, uh, not just pregnant, but pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Now, I don't know if it's because we've read across that line maybe many times in our story, but that was crazy news for Joseph, right? That he's to believe his bride-to-be and that she's conceived a child of the Holy Spirit. Like, what? That's craziness. But yet we, we see that the messengers has come to Joseph to validify that story and to assure him. And even within that life and that assurance, Joseph still had to live that out. This couple had to live out this reality. There would have been a few rumors flying around, maybe some snickering or gossiping, maybe even outright shaming for this couple in their small town. So they're Finally on their way to Bethlehem, and to say the least, Motel 6 has not left the light on for them. They find no room welcome for them there. Now Bethlehem was a small town, and now it's flooded by everyone who was yet living and been born there for their census. And some believe that this story took place in a barn, and others will believe that it was a cave. And some historians suggest that it was simply a one-room peasant home where the animals and the people lived under one roof, only separated by a change of elevation. In the floor. So, no matter debated specifics there, King Jesus is not welcomed into a royal palace. He, he's not even welcomed into a warm bed, but rather he is welcomed into the cold, dark world of the poor and the lost. It's into our world that Christ came. But yet there's joy. But yet there's joy for, for all the challenges, all the things that, that maybe didn't go as well as Mary or Joseph would have liked. The travel, the tax audit, the smell of animal manure. The gift of joy is still present at his arrival. And, and what we see there is that joy has come not because of their circumstances, but because of his presence. Joy has come not because of circumstance, but because of his presence presence and the good news today friends is that is true for you joy has come not because of your circumstance but because of his presence that's the christmas gift of joy in christ let's continue in our teaching text today at verse 8 in luke chapter 2 verse 8 says and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby keeping watch over their flocks at night, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel of the Lord said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Uh, our friends from The Chosen have, have undertaken a clip to help us maybe get an idea of what that night may have been like.
and shall call his name Emmanuel. Will you name him? Jesus. We will name him Jesus. We must go. People must know. People must know. People must know. that will cause great joy for all people. You see, the entire Old Testament through Abraham, Moses, through David, the promise of Messiah, it had been anticipated. You see, all those offerings, all those sacrifice lambs pointed to this moment, to this babe in a manger. For generations, they longed, they waited, they leaned in in anticipation, waiting for the day, waiting for the very announcement, the moment of Christmas. The announcement that the shepherds received that night outside of Bethlehem, that today in a town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Messiah, the Lord. You see, that's the Christmas gift. It's Jesus. That's the good news that will cause great joy for all people. And you see, friends, the Christmas story, the story of Jesus is our story in Christ. It's our story. And we're invited to take part in, in, in journey with the shepherds to come and worship him, to know him as our Lord and Savior, to, to receive Jesus is to experience true joy like never before. You see, true joy is a gift, a gift of the Holy Spirit and his presence living within us. So, so joy is not something that we can invent or that, that we can work up. It's not an emotion that, that sways in the wind of circumstance. Joy comes from knowing that despite all the challenges of the world, the heartbreak and the pain, the coldness and the darkness, despite all those things that in Christ we are a part of his eternal life plan. That's joy. That's 
joy. It's present when we can see God working and when we can't. The Christmas gift of joy is yours in Christ. Yes, at Christmas, but beyond the gift of joy. Now, this morning, I, I would imagine that this news of joy is probably not new to you. I mean, it's in our songs. It's probably on a doormat somewhere in your house in this month. Or I know it's on the hand towels in our kitchen and our bathroom right now. Like Christmas joy is literally everywhere around us, yet somehow it remains easy to miss, doesn't it? It can be everywhere but missed all at the same time. Whether it's the 2,000 years of familiarity with the story or the incessant commercialization the holiday has become in our time, the Christmas gift of joy often goes unopened or unexperienced by many of us. And I say us there because I struggle with this too. To be totally honest, like I, I struggle to sometimes experience the joy that is, that is mine in Christ. I mean, I, I, I can articulate the truth of it. We can take that trip through Scripture. I can see it throughout the story and take part in it, but yet it's easy for me to miss. Last year, um, Christmas was on a Saturday. It, it was a full day of celebration and Christmas traditions and all the good stuff. Then Sunday came, and, and we gathered here for worship together and, and celebrating with church family. And, and we got to experience, as a church, we, we partnered with the town of Elkton in so many great events through the Advent season. And we had the children's uh, involvement in the service. All those great things. Awesome celebrations of Christmas. But yet, Monday, December 27th was coming. Um, we were living over here in Massanut and then working on our house down here in Elkton. And uh, it was still in renovation construction mode. Uh, it looked a little bit like this with, with wallpaper and, and trim strung about unfinished walls and wires and, and everything uh, just, you know, in the middle of a remodel, which normally is, is okay. I don't mind that kind of stuff, but uh, I remember heading over there that day uh, just thinking that I would get a couple things done, and uh, I remember realizing that day that instead of getting a couple things done, that it was, in fact, I that was done in that moment. You see, for hours that day, I remember, like, in that season, I couldn't even formulate a decision on what to eat for breakfast. And so I would go over here to the house and fumble around and, you know, sweep the floor a little bit, pull a measurement or two, then forget what it was for. And Like, that day, literally, I, I couldn't decide where to nail a stud in a wall. And something so simple as a stud in a wall or what to eat for breakfast was completely out of reach in that moment. And somehow, like... Just days from that Christmas celebration, I found myself living out of a spirit of depression. You ever been there? And maybe not just Christmas. Maybe depression is, is not something you just experience this time of year, but throughout the year. Like that inability to function just to make basic decisions. Where's joy? Where's joy in those moments? You know, Christmas is, is still 14 days away, which is frightening and exciting, all in the same thing. But with 14 days yet to Christmas, what would it look like for us to intercept that this year? To intercept and receive the gift of joy. To celebrate 
to celebrate. What would that look like in your story? To experience that. To experience that. So if what we've seen is that the gift of joy is present in Christ, what happens? Where do, how do we miss it? Where does it go? If it's placed right before us, sometimes we don't unwrap it or we don't experience it. What happens? I think from some of my own personal experience that so much time and focus gets absorbed into the things of Christmas, especially within the life of the church. Good stuff. But yet so much focus and time is given to those things that I don't take a a specific time to just approach the story, to, to peer over the manger in wonder at the Christmas miracle. Emmanuel. God with us. We can get distracted and our focus can be shifted and we miss out on joy. We miss out on joy. What is it for you? I think the pursuit of perfection is a pretty real battle for a lot of us. You see, the pursuit of perfection, I think, can be a huge barrier to receiving the gift of joy, to living in its fullness. You know, the shepherds in our story, um, many scholars believe that because where they were located, where they were shepherding, where they were taking care of sheep, that they were raising those lambs to be used in sacrificial worship at the temple. And, And so what that means is that those lambs had to be spotless. They had to be absolutely perfect to be used in worship. And so that means those shepherds, day and night, they had given all of their focus, all of their energy to producing perfection in what they did. But it was to them that the good news came of great joy. You see, if they had continued to focus on perfection, they could have missed seeing the truly perfect one. And friends, I'm afraid we face that same challenge today. That we can be focused on trying to maintain and produce perfection and we miss the only one who is perfect in Christ. You know, we don't often unpack a lot of things about sin in Christmas in this season. But the reality is, is that unconfessed sin will always rob your joy no matter the time of year. You see, because sin is always between us and experiencing Him. Sin is those things that we embrace, that we put between us in our relationship with Him. He's the source of joy. So anything keeping us from Him is going to steal our joy. Man, delayed obedience, that'll rob your joy. To know that God has revealed to you and is calling you, but yet we're hesitant, we're holding back, we're reserved. That'll steal your joy. You see, it took obedience for this whole story to come together. I mean, Mary, when, when she heard the announcement that her world was getting turned upside down, she just said, I'm the Lord's servant. Wow. Obedience. Joseph, he, he listened to the angelic messenger that said, no, no, her story's real. This is a God thing. The shepherds, they had to obey. They had to follow to see. The wise men, they followed the star. You see, we have to obey. We have to be leaning in in an ever state of yes to the Lord. We might miss joy. What, what, what is it in your story today? What robs joy? 
Do you want to intercept it? Do you want to intercept it today? There's so many things that can steal our joy, but you know what? There remains one source for its renewal, and that's Christ. So today, why, why don't we ask to receive afresh and anew the gift of Him? Contained will be joy. You see, joy is one of the great Christmas gifts. The joy of, of the Lord is the overcomer of your circumstances. The joy of the Lord cannot be dimmed by your imperfections. The joy of the Lord meets you on your knees in repentance. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Will you receive Him today? And receive joy unspeakable. Strength peace, gladness deep within your soul that will transcend your circumstance this season and beyond. The message has been proclaimed. The gift of joy has been given us in Christ. And so today, the invitation is that no matter where you're beginning the journey, will you take the journey with the shepherds to peer over the manger and Christ and worship Him. Worship Him today. Know Him as your Lord and Savior and experience joy like never before. We're going to worship. That's going to be our response today. I just invite you that whatever God's doing in your heart this morning, will you just follow his leading, follow the call to come and worship Christ, the newborn king. And friend, you will come to know him and experience joy like never before. It's him. It's him. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for the gift of yourself. We thank you for the reminder the Christmas season gives us to celebrate, to remember joy. Lord, help us to receive you in your fullness, Lord, knowing that in you is joy, the deep-seated peace that we long for, Lord. We love you, and we worship you. Thank you so much for listening today. You can email us at info at cotnaz.org for any questions about our church. When you're done listening today, please subscribe to this channel for updates and new episodes.